the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630, The Word. KSLR, San Antonio. And online at am630theword.com. Learn to Buy and Sell Cars is sponsored by Randy Adams, Inc. on AM 630, The Word. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, learn to buy and sell cars.com. God bless you. I hope you're having a great day in San Antonio. This is my ministry, and uh, let's start out with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, we just uh, we come together, and we hope that uh, you're with us. I hope the Holy Spirit's with me on this show. Lead me, guide me, help these people absorb your word and use your word to make better purchases. Help me to be that f- facilitator or whatever I am, whatever I need to be. Let me fulfill your purpose in my life and their lives, too, in knowing, learning, and growing and understanding the word and what we, how do we apply it every day in our lives? And that's us all in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, um, thank you, thank you. We had a tremendous response last week on what does Jesus and Peter on the ocean, walking on water, have to do with the car business? And I had so many preachers call me and talk to me. I had a pastor came by, and he said, Wow, I love that message. How you put it together? I said, well, it wasn't me. It was the Holy Spirit gave it to me. Actually gave it to me the day before the show last week. But see, we have our focus on Jesus. And when we do that, we do his will. We do what he wants us to do in our lives. And when we take our focus off of what's right and what Jesus wants us to do, and then we let, you know, we trust We say we trust Jesus. We say that we've got good intentions. We say all the words, but do our actions match what our words say? And then we say we trust Jesus, but we trust a person that we hardly know that plays a tremendous game with our money, and he's so well-trained, and we trust them so much like they are experts on it. And what do we do? We trust the world more than we trust Jesus. And when we trust the world more than we trust Jesus, we may be like Peter underwater. I told you about uh, not long ago that uh, I had a big sponsor on a credit union does indirect lending. You know, and they don't, do they care about the well-being of their customers? Is their focus on money, not the customer? Friend or foe? Foe. Look up foe in a dictionary. What is it? What's the definition of it? Enemy. Friend or foe. Will a friend or foe care about your finances, your well-being? Will they care about what's going on in your life? That you're in debtor's prison to them for 72, 84, and now we're seeing 96 months and soon 100 and 120. Thank you, Barry. Barry's my producer today. We're, now we're live on Facebook. I've, it was a little glitch in it. You know, I'm not a technology guy, so I'm sorry about that. So we've got our focus on that. So that's what the, that's what that message is all about. You know, we walk with Jesus on water. 
and when our our focus and our eyes are on Him and our intentions on Him. But then when we get in the world, we get in the car lots. Oh man, didn't it look great? This place is the right color. They got cookies and they got sodas and they got coffee and they got fruit and they got popcorn and they're giving it away. Well, that's for sticker shock and to comfort you and to get your sugar levels up. And but we trust them. Why don't we pray more about it? Why don't we listen to the Word more about it? Why don't we watch out what's going on in the world and be the best we can be? How we grow, how we understand, how we love, how we treat people. How do you lie to, or do you spend people? You know, and it, it's got to the point the last five or six years, the business has changed tremendously. But it's got to the point where it's okay to spend a customer, four-square a person, uh, lie to a customer, push them, direct them. I mean, you know, steer them. It's illegal to steer in the real estate business. Steer a customer, but it's not in the car business. You know, it's illegal to do a red line in the real estate business, but not in the car business. Put somebody in something they don't want to be in so you know you got to think of what's really going on how the world has absorbed the car business how the money god has absorbed the car business 80 percent will rip you off 20 percent will tell you the truth i was at one of my dealerships and i deal with the dealers who tell the truth I don't want to deal with the guys that want to mouse you around, lie to you. You never know where you stand. You never know what they're, they're doing. They won't even tell you what they're doing. They don't even know the truth anymore because it's got to the point where their focus is not on what's doing right or Jesus. Their focus is on money. That huge dollar sign that's in every sales department because it takes so much money to open up the doors. How would you like to pay some of these electric bills at these dealerships? People don't realize it's a hundred, hundred fifty thousand a month. How would you like to pay the taxes on these fifty billion dollar businesses? And you know, thank you, Ann Richards. You know, you pay a little bit of their taxes. When you buy a vehicle, it's a separate tax, a valorium tax. That was supposed to go to schools, liar, liar, pants on fire. That's our politicians. So our focus is on the wrong direction a lots of times. And that's what happens. And we'll, we'll, talk, we'll continue to talk about that. Because you might be like Peter underwater. Underwater, and that's what most credit unions say when they do indirect lending you're underwater they know that but they make more money but here's the key to that deal the dealerships make more money than the banks so you need to go to learn to buy and sell cars.com follow my easy process get your credit score go to ftc.gov get your credit score look at it clean it up if you got problems with your credit go to my website or call me I'm going to give my number after the second half of the show, and we'll help you get it cleaned up. I've got a gentleman that worked for uh, Dave Ramsey, great, great guy, uh, can help you mend your credit, take care of it, fix it. He's the right kind of person. Now, clean your credit up, and then go talk to a bank credit union. Study it hard. Talk to a bunch of them. See what kind of interest rates you're going to get. So you might walk into that same credit union. That Scott does indirect lending for a new car dealership, and so you'll get two point five. But at the dealership, they'll charge you five, six, seven, eight percent. Do you want to pay that free money to the dealerships? Take my advice: get your credit, get it handled, and then go to a credit union and find out what the best interest rates you're going to get. Now that we get finders fees, I get finder fees if you finance through the credit union I'm with. I don't charge you if they give me 2.9, 3.9, you get that. I think that's fair because they're giving me an opportunity to get the car financed and get you financed at a good rate. But, see, that's the key. That's not enough for some dealerships. They want to make 5% over what you normally would get. 
So go to LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com, follow the easy process, get your loan lined up, see if it fits your budget, see what, how long you're going to pay, what the total note's going to be, what the total interest is going to be. Be prepared mentally, physically, and spiritually on your next purchase. Hey, it's your hard-earned money. And, hey, God give you the talent. God give you the time to go to work. Are you working one week out of the month to pay for that automobile that's losing value every month? Think about that. That time you spent working, that one week to make that payment, hey, I got news for you. That's gone. You're never going to get that back. So you spent time working, and it's lost the value. That's that's the key. I had a gentleman that goes to Cornerstone Church and uh, came to me and said, Hey, I need a work van, and this is what I want. And I gave him the phone number, uh, Lone Star Fire and First Aid. That's James Sherwood. Uh, he has a great business, and he thanked me. And I thank him for listening to the show, faithful listener, him and his wife. They're off of Claybor Road. That's Lone Star Fire and First Aid. And their website, I believe, is Lone Star Fire and and F-A stands for First Aid. And he's licensed and qualified. But, uh, you know, I've got some great listeners out there. But he wants his employees to listen. He wants everybody to listen because we need to make better decisions. This, I think this opportunity, I got him the best price he got, and we got it delivered to his business. And got it to him. And I didn't charge anything. I want to help you. Now, I do have a buying service for doctors and lawyers and business people who don't have that time to make those cars and know exactly what they want. But, you know, here's the key. He knew what he wanted, and it fit his business. Eighty-five percent, and this is the magazines, this is the dealers, this is everybody's number. Eighty-five percent of the people that walk into a dealership buy something they don't intend to buy. So that's why you've got to be set or you've got to be a professional. You need to give me a call, me and my office. We handle that situation for $195. And in some situations, it's just like a uh, doctor told me here a while back. He said, Randy, for, it takes me six hours to buy a vehicle. I've got to hassle all of that. I don't have the time. My time's valuable. I make more money than that. I'd rather pay you the $195, and you handle all of it, get it delivered to me, get everything set up, save me that time. And he said, also, you buy my trades. And he's always trading. He's got a lot of cars. Ran into another doctor that was over, just in case you want to sell me something, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 430, I can meet you over at Central uh, Point Body Shop. Uh, And that's... uh, Ignacio Garcia is over there, and it's 301 East Bitters. It's on the east side of 281, a uh, block and a half off, right down. You just go down the side of Sonic. But give me a call at 3330, and I'll be there from 430 to 530. I'll meet you there here in San Antonio Central Point Body Shop. That's Ignacio Garcia. He does my paint and body work. I was over there the other day. He had Ferraris sitting there, Lamborghinis. He's painting these high-dollar cool cars, you know. But he, I've been doing business with him for, I don't know, forever. Great, great guy. So you need, you know, and this doctor was bringing his ranch truck over here, which is an awesome unit. It's an Excursion 7.3 diesel. Talk to him for a while. He's a car guy. So you know you need to know exactly what you want to buy, exactly what you want to do, where you want to spend your hard-earned, lost time at your job money. you got to think about time. Just like these doctors, they've got so much time off, so much time working. Do you want to spend your off time enjoying yourself or in a battle for your money? You know, we talk about football teams the last couple of weeks. Season's over. For colleges, high school, pretty soon for some pro teams. But guess what? They're still in training. They're still improving their game. They're still studying. They're still they're studying who's still playing. But it's a year-long process. But they don't compare to new car dealerships. They don't compare to the car business. Yes, that's their livelihood, but they make a lot of money. But in the car business, 
They work 365 days a year trying to sharpen up, being the best and improving because overhead has gone up. Name a living expense that's gone down the last 10 years. And has your wages stayed up with living expenses? I remember when 67 Camaro was 2200 Now they're, you know, 35000 That's gone up. Has your wages gone up to match that? Amazing. That's what we're seeing every day. And uh, let me ask you one little question. Do you have a clear conscience about what you do, what you say, your actions? Do they match up with your words? Well, let's look at Proverbs 2, 6, and 7. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. You know, the Lord wants to help us in everything we do, but we do we invite him to buy our car? Do we invite him in our lives and our minds and our desires and our emotions to buy a vehicle? You know, uh, I used to know a man that didn't know the Lord, didn't care about the Lord, but he learned a trick a long time ago. And these people were buying a car, and I used to watch him because this guy was a great salesman, and I liked learning from him. He's an old-timer. So these people said, oh, we want to go home and pray about this car. He said, well, just a minute here. He pulled out his center drawer, flopped out his Bible, said, let's pray together. Well, they trusted in him now. They maybe they wasn't in unity, but they they loved what he did. Now did his actions match up with his words? A little bit because he pulled out that Bible, but he knew how to close, he knew how to sell, he knew let me get something in common with the customer. Let me get that together and and, and we'll pray about it and they bought the vehicle. I happened to be knowing the figures on the deal and what they did, this, that and the other, and it wasn't a good deal. Maybe if they went home in unity, him and his wife and prayed, it would have been a different answer. But the Lord, he wants our everyday little bitty choices. And I have that problem. I'm a fixer. I'm a producer. I want to get things done. I'm, they call me the energizer bunny around my office because I'm always going, always fixing, always working, always doing something. But that's the problem. I don't. Do I go to the Lord enough on those little decisions? And, hey, automobile's not a little decision. Transportation costs you a lot of money. When's the last one that you bought that you paid? I was standing at a Cadillac store. I'll never forget this. In uh, 1996, and they had this gorgeous black Cadillac, and I was at the Cadillac store, and it hit $40,000. And I was over there the other day. Now they're ninety, forty thousand $40,000. And the salesman said, Randy, you need to buy that for your wife. I said, yeah, I'm going to buy that one when it's five grand. Oh, it'll never be five grand. About five, six years later it was. They don't keep their value. So you don't think it's an important decision that you need to invite the Lord to help you with? Let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you? I mean, He'll give you it. It says right here, and I believe it. The Lord gives wisdom. From His mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He holds victory in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose is blameless. Who walk is blameless. He gives a shield to those who walk is blameless. He guards for the course of the just and protects the way of the faithful ones. You know, this is the way I look at that. And, uh, you know, God gives us wisdom and victory, but not for drifting through life and acting irresponsible. With his gifts and resources. I mean, he gives us these gifts. He gives us these resources. But do we act responsible about them? Are we irresponsible? And that that's what we need. If we are faithful to keep his purpose in our lives clearly in our minds, that's getting the world out of our mind. He will keep us from pride and greed. What emotions are you using 
on your next vehicle or your last vehicle? Was it pride and greed, keeping up with the Joneses? I want to reward myself. Did you make the right decision? Did it fit your budget? Did it fit your family? Did it? Were you in unity? See, that's what you need to be because if you don't, you get off focus. You're going to be like Peter. You're going to be underwater. Have you ever been? I'm, hey, I've learned a long time ago not to buy with emotions and feelings because I love old cars. And I'm going to tell you something. At one time, I had 30 of them. Now, what in the world does a person need with 30 of them? You can't drive but one at a time. You know, that's why I like insurance. I had insurance on 30 vehicles. Was that a waste of money? Was that a waste of time? I can only drive one at a time. I told my insurance agent, I said, I can drive one at a time. Why don't we just insure me? Oh, you got to have insurance on all those cars. Boy, that was a waste of money. That was a waste of effort and waste of my time. But, oh, no, I bought, I had to have it. Now, the good blessing in my life was I knew what they were worth and what they'd bring. Now, being born and raised super poor, Hey, I didn't want to pay too much for one of those, and I did, made them productive, and I bought ones that needed work and finished them and made them worth a lot more money. But I let my emotions control me on that. Now I've got three, and that's too many. About to get down to one. What do you need? You know, yes, I can afford it. Yes, I know how to work on them. Yes, I know how to make them better. But what is the purpose in this life to pay insurance companies, to pay taxes, to, you know, have all this stuff sitting around? I know people with 300, 400, 500 collections of cars. And why do they need that many? Is it a, is it a sickness that I, I had? I don't know. I mean, the Lord took that desire to have possession to own and control something. Am I tr- was I kind of trying to control all of this stuff? I had to examine myself. I've examined myself since I've, I told you that uh, in 1994 I gave my life to the Lord. He changed me. But he really started my change in 88 when I forgave my dad. My dad and I sat down and we forgave each other. And that that spirit left me of unforgiveness. And my life started changing then. But then I accepted Jesus Christ. And my whole attitude, my whole outlook, my whole giving, he took me from a taker and made me a giver. Takers are never happy, never enough. Oh, woe is me. Everybody's against me. Givers give, love, care, forgive. And I I can talk about that because I've walked those shoes. I've lived that life of being a taker. Hey, I was never happy. You know, you waste so much energy and time on the past. Now, we can think about the good times or prosperity, the helping people, touching people, loving people. But if it was a past that was a hurt or a problem that's causing you problems today, we've got to forgive that. We've got to forget it. If you need inner, inner healing, give me a call on my mobile I train inner healers. I have I work on myself with inner healing. I've had lots of inner healings in my life. I grew up poor. Uh, father-son situation was really bad. My mother worked day and night to to provide for us, and so I and I was hey I, I wasn't like pops talk about you know I wasn't a great I was a good football player, a good basketball player, good baseball player. But I, I was short, and everybody looked down on me, and everybody said I wouldn't make it. And I had to prove myself. I did make it, and I did well. But here we go again, wasting time. You know, it, it's what are you doing with your time that turns into effort, that turns into production, what turns into touching, helping people. Are you making a difference in somebody's life? Are you just wasting your talent? We talked about God giving you talent and resources, and we're going to talk about dispatches in a little more. But he gives you talents and resources, but are we helping others? Are we reaching out to others? Are we loving each other? I mean, love changes everything. 
And you know, the more love you've got, the more forgiveness, the more grace. But do you want grace? Do you want love? you got to give it out for it to come back. You can't hoard it up with yourself and think that, you know, I'm giving grace and not give grace. God bless you. Hey, I'm going to give my phone number out. Tune in. Thank you, Barry. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Baron. Uh, tell your friends and neighbors, tune in. I'm going to give out my phone number. Get your pen and paper ready. We'll be right back three or four minutes. We're going to talk more about Proverbs. And I'm going to dig around. I've got so many violations on car dealers to talk about. I could talk weeks on that. God bless you. We'll be right back. Take somebody, call somebody to tune in. Or go to Facebook, Randy Adams. North Park Toyota of San Antonio is an auto dealership where you can buy from a dealer that truly cares most about your complete satisfaction before and after the sale. North Park Toyota of San Antonio is the only dealer in Texas to earn Toyota's most exclusive and prestigious award, the President's Cabinet Award for 2013, 2014, and now 2015. This award recognizes operational superiority, high-volume sales, and most importantly, outstanding customer satisfaction. At North Park Toyota of San Antonio, we feature hassle-free, no games, no gimmicks, posted pricing every day on every vehicle. We don't mark them up just to mark them down. Every new Toyota comes with complimentary Toyota care, two years or 25,000 miles of no-charge maintenance with a complimentary car wash. And we will buy your car even if you don't buy ours. Appraisal purchase offer valid for 10 days from the date of appraisal. North Park Toyota of San Antonio, I-35 South, exit 144 Fisher Road, and 24 hours a day at NorthParkToyota.com. We'll be back with more of Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Now, back to Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630. Hello again, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. We're talking about the car business, buying, selling, the violations, the fines, the problems, the issues. We talk about everything in the car business. And we've got a phone line. I forgot to give it out. I'm sorry. The phone number here is 210-340-9585. If you'd like to talk to me about anything, the good, the bad, and the ugly, I won't embarrass you. Uh, phone number is 210-340-9585. We'll talk about anything. It doesn't matter. I mean, there's a million different situations and a million different problems, a million different answers. Everybody's different. So give us a call. I'll give it to you one more time, 210-340-9585. And my phone number is 830 708 Four seven eight nine. That's eight three zero seven zero eight four seven eight nine. You know, I'd love to talk to you. I get a lot of calls after the station, but you can sure give us a call here. Also, you know, striving for excellent in small assignments prepares one for the great responsibilities. You know, sometimes we don't ask Jesus about the small stuff, the easy stuff. You know. And maybe it's because we don't want to hear the answer. Maybe we don't want to hear from him. Maybe we want what we want, and we're bigger than God. I mean, how much bigger is your decisions than his? How can you see the future and and you think he can't? You know, and we, we tie ourselves up in these payment prisons for 72 and 84 months, and we don't know how our health's going to be. I mean, a good friend, I, I had a month where I lost three people I know and all unexpected deaths. I've got two friends of mine that are over 55, and they lost their jobs. The good part about it is the two that lost their jobs, they, they didn't have big car payments. Their cars were paid for. That's the best part. But if you lose your job, I mean, we saw it in the oil field business. These guys thought the oil field business was going to last forever, and they all went out and bought them a Mac Daddy big high-dollar TV, I mean, uh, four-wheel drive diesel. And they, they, they spent money like water. They, they spent it all they could. And then what happened? The oil field went down. We bought a lot of trucks just before they got repoed. So a lot of them we couldn't buy because they were way past the money. 
what they owed. One man owed 65000 on a $40,000 truck. He couldn't handle $25,000 loss without a job. And, I mean, he was making big money in the oil field and goes the other way. So, you know, we have to prepare ourselves by making, striving to make small assignments, the right decisions or choices for for us to make the bigger decisions. And, you know, like I keep telling you, automobile is not a, a small one. Is that Dan online? Layden. Layden. Hello, Layden. Thanks for calling Randy Adams, learn to buy and sell cars.com. Hello, Layden. Good morning. Good, Good morning, morning, Randy. Yes. Um, Yes, I'm, I'm, it's tugging at my heart right now, and I'm, I'm kind of wanting to know if I, you know, if a Tesla is a good investment in the long term. Used. Yeah, a, a, <laughs> a pre-owned vehicle would probably be best. You know, so I'm, I, and I want your opinion. I've not owned one. I've had an opportunity to probably own twenty. They're one hundred twenty. Oh the hundred twenty-eight thousand new. And all of them had low miles. Yes, and I mean, they're in the, they get 60 and 75 in a heartbeat. And my doctor has one and he loves his, but he can afford it. You know how these doctors are, and you probably can afford one too, but never look at a automobile as an investment. Now, if you can buy one with low miles and 60 for 60 grand, half of a new one, you know, right now we've got we've got new dealerships, independent used car dealers, big time, big overhead coming in and telling everybody they can sell them a car at half price. And I got people calling them and say, I'm gonna go buy one from them at half price. I see what they buy, I see what they charge, and they're making a lot of money. Now a Tesla I could build a Tesla that would run and you and you wouldn't have to charge the batteries. Why don't we put an alternator on each wheel and charge the batteries as we go down the road? Uh-huh. Because we're building bearings, and we can put small alternators with small belts on the inside of all wheels and charge the battery as we go down. I could build a Tesla. We could have electric cars that would run forever. But no, we'd miss the gas money because there's a, one service station on I, on uh, 1604 in Stone Oak. It sells 100 to 150 thousand gallons a day. That's 40 to 60 thousand dollars a day in tax money. Now, if you've got the money, and he's the only person I've ever talked to that's owned a Tesla that enjoys the car. They've got good power. You've got to charge it. There's a little effort in it. But most of the time I see these cars with less than 20,000 miles, probably half of them less than 10,000 miles. Why the people buy them at those figures, don't like them and get rid of them, that figure. But, of course, anything that comes out that there's not many of them, we're back to supply and demand. Now, you know, if that's what you want, what you can afford, you know, a friend of mine, uh, called me yesterday or Thursday. I don't remember which day now. But anyway, he's wanting to buy his wife a new car. We discussed it, and I got him. He's going to buy a new Avalon, and that's you know that fits his situation. He can afford a lot more, but we talked about what the best buy for the best money is in their situation, and I, he asked me, and I said, with all what we've talked about, I think a brand new Avalon will fit what you want. He can af- he can afford three times that much in an automobile, but I mean sometimes we lose more money. I'll tell you a little story. I had a neighbor a few years back who wanted a brand new Lexus. I said okay. I said but what you're wanting is almost ninety thousand dollars. I said buy buy a new uh, Avalon or a new Buick. And you'll lose less in three years than what that cost a car cost you. So he, I got him deal on the new Lexus because I deal with a lot of Lexus dealers, and and so he paid nearly ninety thousand dollars. Well, it's got had twenty something thousand miles, and he wanted to trade it in, get another new one. He asked me what it's worth. I said I'll give forty thousand dollars. He said I, I lost fifty thousand dollars on twenty something thousand miles in a couple of years, and I said, yeah, I'm sorry. He said, right now, I think you hit my car too light. Well, he came back. About two or three days later, and I saw him out in the yard, and I said, well, did you get you a new one yet? And he said, 
He said, they offered me 39000 trading. I thought you were light, and I really think they're light, and it's one of their products. I said, well, that's the market. I got, an, I know a place where to sell the car. They're going to put it out for sale. They've got overhead. They've got to sell, pay salesmen, this, that, and the other. So you got to weigh up what you want, what you want to do in the long run, what's comfortable, what fits your budget, what you can afford. And if you can pay cash for it, you can buy whatever your little heart desires. <laughs> That's true. But and what? How long do you normally keep a car? Oh, I usually keep it like for ten years. Oh well, then see, you're the person that gets your money's worth out of it. You know, and that that's yeah. a possibility. But you've got to figure out how much you you accept to lose. What are you willing to lose? I mean, well, I they, could, that's. that's I, they, I was born pro- poor. I was raised poor. And let me tell you something. I hate losing money. You know, and that's that's the issue I got. Yes, I can afford, you know, brand new cars, a new Corvette. I don't drive a new Corvette. I love them, but I don't want one. I don't want to lose the money. And people laugh at what I drive. And uh, I just sold a Grand Marquis with hell damage. And everybody said, why don't you drive a car? It gets 23 miles a gallon, it starts, it's comfortable, hauls guys with me, hauls junk with me. I need to jump cars and extra oil, this, that, and the other. And it's not going to cost me any money. I drove that car 35,000 miles, and it cost me about $300. Oh That's what I like. Wow. wow. That's great. And if, if you ever need any information, give me a call on my mobile, 830 708 Four seven eight nine, or call my office. They'll give you my mobile. But so you just need to weigh up what you want, what fits your budget, what fits your lifestyle. I mean, there's so many different avenues you got to look at. And I want you. Well, they they, they threw in the uh, free charging for life for a pre-owned, even free charging for life. Well, but where do you got to go to do that? Oh, I'm in San Antonio. But I mean, do you have the time to go get it done? I mean, my time's worth my time's worth more money than than the gallon of gas cost me. You know, I've got I've got a buddy of mine that will travel twenty miles to save three cents on a gallon of gas. He's that way. But I mean, my time, my charging time. You know, what's it going? And it, it really hacks me off because we could have. Those Teslas, all we can have electric cars today that ran and and you wouldn't have to charge it. But when you went home, put uh, one ten on it, charge it up a little bit, make sure it's charged, and have alternators on the wheels charging them as you go down the road. And they won't do it because of money. The government needs the money. We have cars that will run on compressed air, 150 miles. Why don't we put pumps on each wheel and pump the other tank up as we go down the wheel and switch it over and keep going? There's a lot of possibilities out there, but money is is the government's God. And they want the money, and they want us to pay. And the only reason we don't have those cars working is they haven't figured out how they're going to charge us per mile if we had electric cars and they couldn't collect their tax money. <laughs> Good point. You know, they're going to put GPSs on us. and find, Really, we're going to have autonomous cars in, they think, 20 years or 30 years. And what you're going to have to do is go have an app, go online, and if you want to go to the grocery store, you put it in the app, and they... You know, they deliver a car to you that doesn't have a driver. You get it, you go to the grocery store. I guess you're going to have them wait for you, or you're going to have to get another one to come back to get you. Or they're going to deliver your groceries to you with a driverless car. But that way they can can control us. That way they uh, get us closer to the cities. They, They want driverless cars. And that's going to be tough on the public because we want freedom and we're, hey, we holler at microwaves that they're not fast enough to heat up our food. How are we going to wait on somebody to bring us a tiny scar? I don't, I, you know, you know, I'll be. I'll be riding a bicycle, I guess. I'll be riding bicycles, but I don't know. And if I'm, I'm too old. I'm not going to have to worry about it. They think 20 years. I think it's 30 years out. 
But who knows? Technology has exploded so much. But batteries haven't. It. The technology has exploded in our world, and you've seen it, I've seen it. But batteries could be a lot better than they are today. But the government keeps it squeezed down because they don't want battery life. Look at all that battery life in our phones. I used to carry three batteries with me and, a ch- and two or three chargers on my mobile phone. Now it almost lasts all day, you know. And I, so that technology has exploded. They got smaller and better. Why haven't we done that for cars yet? Are we scared that we can't sell them? Are we scared that, you know... But the government's going to push us that way, one way or another. And then, you know, and they they're, they hate oil people. They hate the oil making money. And so, but it's their way of making money because they get that tax money. So you just got to weigh up. And I don't stop anybody. If you got the money, you can afford it. You think you're going to like it. You don't mind if you'll study it and say, well, how much time is it going to take me? To go somewhere and stop, and how long does it take to to charge them up? See, I mean, do you have that time to charge it up? See, that's the, another problem. They don't charge in, in 10 minutes. And what is your time worth going there and the time to, to sit there and wait on it so you can keep going? And if it fits your lifestyle, Yes. And you go, you know, and and you put the deal at your house, charging it overnight. I bought one of them little Nissan Leafs, and I'm gonna tell you something. They wouldn't go 30 miles. We charged it all the time, and it was, it had like 1,800 miles on it. And when I brought it to into the lot, and the guy said, "Man, I can't believe they only put 1,800 miles on this car." I said, "Well, if you found out what I know, you'll know why they, you know." So we kept it charged. We kept it charged. Finally, I took it back to the auction, got rid of it. You know, it's a great idea, but their technology is not where it should be. And I really think the government and a lot of people have got their hands in it, stopping it. Well, let's. And so take my advice and do whatever your little heart desires. <laughs> but weigh it Thank up and so study much. it. Weigh it up and study it and look at every avenue and figure out how much time you've got and this, that, and the other. And you know, and if you can afford to put that charging system at your house, I'd want it at home. You know, I'm sorry. I've walked a lot in my life and been broke down enough in my life uh, that I don't want to be stranded somewhere. Well, thank you. Thank you for your advice. And also, as you know, they're pumping in another $10 billion in the Tesla because they've never made money. It's already cost us, what, I don't know how many billions, and Tesla's never made money. And it's because the government is involved too much, in my opinion. I think if you turn this deal loose with enough engineers and enough American know-how and knowledge and make it where it's v- valuable, I think this thing would explode and we'd have electric cars everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very true. But I think the oil and gas money money is tied in with the manufacturers, and they're in bed together, and so mm-hmm. they're telling them not to build too many of them or do too much. Yeah. They're neat cars. Like I say, uh, I'm not giving 128000 for one. No, no, no. No, a pre-owned, yeah. There was a 6,000-mile one floating around two months ago in San Antonio. They were trying to get 75,000. It was up for sale for a long time before it finally went away. I'm looking at one that's like 56,000. How many miles? 20,000. What year is it? Uh, 2015. Okay. If you're paying cash for it, I'd say it's worth the gamble. Okay. But you got to figure out where are you going to charge it. Right. Right. Okay. Thank you for calling. 
Anytime, Thank give you, me a Randy. call on my mobile, 830-708-4789. Hey, Randy, I want to reiterate something that you okay. said earlier, and that you've said before on the show. is like, you know, you, 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 buy, you buy what you can afford, right? Right. And you talk about how people get upside down real quick when they get all these payments. My brother worked in the oil field for many, many years. He started when he was 18, so he had all this money. He would buy new cars every six months. And he got in so much trouble, he got in so much debt, he had to work twice as hard just to keep up with his habit. He's in his 50s now, and he's still, the repercussions of when he was 18 buying all these new cars is still to this day. So, And he had to work like double or triple just to be able to afford his habit. What caused him to do that? It, was he felt like he was neglected growing up or he no, didn't have the he things? he wanted the best of everything. Well, the pride got in the way yep. of keeping up with Joneses. Something kept in that yep. way to cause him to have that. How many people buy stuff, they go to stores and they buy stuff and never use it? Hey, look at exercise equipment. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. great clothes hangers, aren't they? Yeah. And and then he, he became, he went from working in the oil field, which means you're in in for three weeks, out for a week, in for three weeks, out for a week, becoming a long-haul trucker and home one day a week. That's the only day he ever drove his vehicle. I kept telling him, why are you buying new vehicles when you don't even drive it? <laughs> and he would buy the Escalades and he would buy the, you know. The, the big the, the, the big, And then he had a big family, so he thought he needed, you know. And now he's gotten to the point where he's, he understands now because he's in his, well, he's in his, sorry, Mike, in his mid-50s. And, but he's. All those years for like forty years or hey, and Oldfield works hard work. Yeah, it, it's not it's not easy. But no, and here he is. He's taken that time, that effort, and it's gone forever. And it's gone forever. If he would have been just like me, who I I I think the last new vehicle I bought was in two thousand and one, and I I buy used cars. I buy right. cars to get from A to B. That's right. me. If he would have done what I did, he'd be so far ahead of the game at fifty. Well, Five years old. You, in, investors will tell you if you invest $350 a month in 30 years, you can retire. We're talking about 30 years, and he could have probably saved $1,000 a month. Mm-hmm. So he could have retired by now oh, yeah. three times higher than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, people don't think about what a loss it is. You know, we, th- we talk about the economy. But the money's going to the manufacturers. Yes, the people, the average working person is losing tremendous amount of money. But really, the manufacturers are the one that's scarfing it all mm. up and keeping it. And people don't realize that. They they think, you know, it's a way of life. It's the normal. It's I'm settling. Are you a settler? Are you settling for payments? Are you settling for that loss? And it it's okay? But, I mean, at the end of it, they convince you you hate it and you don't need mm-hmm. it anymore. So yeah, see, I used to be the thing. Oh, you know, uh, forty-eight months. Oh, that's great. I got the, I got all this time, and then you don't realize how much more money you're putting into it every month, and you're losing that money. Well, and, you know, and it's like you you think, oh, the law, the law. I used to think the longer term I had, the better off I was going to be. And that, of course, is not the. <laughs> that's well, not the, the longer term, the less it's going to be worth to you. Yeah. Yep. And and can you stand that car that long? Mm. I mean, too many people get where they hate what they're driving. And that's why these commercials, do you hate what you drive? Do you hate your payment? Do you hate, you know, and they try to convince you that it's going to be better with this brand new one and you're going to keep it forever. And your brother kept them for six months or a mm. year. Yeah, six months. at the, that, got, was, that was at the outside, six I've months. I've got a neighbor that... Every year they buy a new Escalade or and a new truck or a new car or something, and he can afford it. But I'd hate to guess it's got to be costing him thirty, forty thousand a year to drive two new units. Mm-hmm. It, what would you could do with that thirty, forty thousand? In three years, you could buy a duplex and rent it out right. and make the payments on on the next ones. Yeah. You know, I mean, I own a lot of real estate because I believe, and that's where it needs to be. And and but so many people would rather invest in a, their transportation that loses so much money. So um, how how do people get a hold of you if they want to talk a little bit more about what hey, they need in a car? You can go to learn to buy and sell cars dot com or give me a call eight three zero seven zero eight 
888-447-4789. We didn't get to talk uh, very much on Proverbs, but we can talk about that next year. I'm still thinking about striving for excellence in small assignments prepares one for great responsibilities. But see, that responsibility is taking care of ourselves and our family when we get older. And, you know, small decisions like your brother's, he thought that was a small decision, but it was a big money decision that's going to lose money. And I don't want people to wake up and be 60 years old and not have nothing. You know, that's the problem with our country is that, you know, we're convinced that it's the American way and, America, and the government's going to take care of you in later years. I've got, at my age, there's a lot of people that have retired. They're living on Social Security. They're not making it. I mean, it's tough. I've got a buddy of mine that served in the military, and he, man, it's, he can't make it. And I feel so sorry for him. I love him, and I help him a bunch. But, you know, and and here his own family can't help him. And we don't look for the future. Make decisions today that will pay off tomorrow. And I keep telling everybody that. But, oh, no, we got to have that new car. we got to have my way. You know, I want to make decisions today that will make me happy today. But how many times have you seen somebody that they went out and bought a new car, and then they realize everybody else is driving about what they're driving. They thought they had something nobody else had. And so then they, they think, oh, man, I've got to outdo them. You know, I've got to have the best. You know, I hear somebody else bragging about it. You know, it's amazing if we would brag about helping people as much as what we drive. I mean, you know, lives changed, healed, directions, decisions, helping people, lifting people up. But, oh, no, we'd rather brag about what we're driving or what we're buying or what we're going to buy or what we're dreaming about. And I mean, intentions, just like intentions, we walk into these dealerships with the intentions to make the right decisions, to do the right thing, and then we get spun four squared, we get convinced that, you know, hey, we're trained psychologists, we're trained to to make those decisions for you, we're trained to become friends. Someday I'll tell you about a guy that was a smoker that sold some people who were smokers, and then I watched the whole deal. And they never quoted price. He sold it for when the sticker. I've watched so many salesmen over the years that are real pros. I learned from them. But now that technology is behind, and we've got a new way of buying cars. Randy Adams, thank you. God bless you. Give me a call, 830-708-4789. I love you, San Antonio. Hey, forgive everybody. 99% of addictions are due to unforgiveness. Mother, father, or spouse. God bless you. Thank you, San Antonio. Tune in and go to my website to see when my other show this weekend is. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.